0: Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about The Twilight Zone Season 2, Episode 16, it is called A Penny for Your Thoughts. So full spoilers for the episode, as always. This episode features a character who tosses a coin into a newspaper salesman's... hat? Or something (laughs) of that kind. And... Uh, Coin-catcher? Coin-catcher, yes. Actually, I think it was like an instrument case. It it was basically a busker, but instead of playing music, he was handing out newspapers. So I don't know how that worked exactly. Uh, It was just a little briefcase or something. Anyway, the point being is that the coin lands on its edge. You know, the one in a million lands on its edge. uh, And while it's landing on its edge, he can read people's thoughts. And he works in a bank, so he goes back to his bank and he hears people's thoughts including the security guard his manager the 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 girl who works there that's kind of into him and uh the old guy who works there who may be planning to rob the place <laughs> like all all these things uh but as always with twilight zone there's more of a personal journey here at the center of it and that's the gist of the episode so i will ask the question tara how did you feel about a penny Or your thoughts
1: yeah this one's pretty good hmm
0: <laughs> That's pretty, that's pretty solid i i think it works because it's got the supernatural element because of twilight zone um and it i, I think well, there's not much of an explanation obviously like a lot of these things that happen in twilight zone and that's okay i think it works especially well in an episode like this where it's kind of like he realizes at the end of the episode when the coin gets knocked over and, and then that then the, the the thoughts go away and you can't hear anything anymore it like it I think it works because it's essentially just this one day of this because he kind of needed it to like advance his life like he you know, he he was never going to talk to the girl if he did he couldn't hear his her thoughts he was never going to right. stand up to his boss if he didn't do this and it's it's all about him gaining he some confidence. confidence
1: yeah and it gave him yeah. confidence'cause it it gave him a, an edge over people yeah and it's too much
0: power to build indefinitely but just for one day, just to give him a little oh, nudge
1: sure i mean he does go evil pretty quickly.
0: <laughs> he doesn't go evil he's he's he's, he's quite noble <laughs> well to be fair his boss is a bit scummy and is cheating on his wife so why not use that information okay.
1: yeah you're right
0: why not use that information for the great i, mean, I guess the I old mean, guy if he had
1: two days with fine reading powers he probably would have robbed the bank
0: <laughs> i mean possibly okay because well, he does the really nice thing for the old guy because the old guy uh, obviously, it serves the main plot of the episode that once he thinks this old guy is thinking about robbing the bank, uh, mm-hmm. he he goes to the the, the woman um, whose name is Helen. I found it in the credits. Uh, her name's Helen, and it tries to tell her, and then he goes to the boss and tells him, and it all looks like he's made a mistake because when the you know, because the guy was thinking, oh, I'm going to go into the vault like I always At do.
1: thirty exactly.
0: But yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to take some money in my briefcase, and no one's going to be the wiser. And they search his briefcase and there's nothing there. The boss feels like an idiot. He gets mad and fires our main character of Hector. And it turns out that he jumped the gun a little bit because, yeah, he was thinking that, but he he thinks that every day. It's like his little fantasy he does when he's bored at work. He just sits and thinks about, oh, what would I do if I robbed the bank? It's just his own little innocent thing. And I think what I liked about this is that the old man represents what Hector will become if he never actually stands up for himself because you know, cause there's, there's a little moment as the old man's leaving mm-hmm. for the day he's like, oh, it's my little thing but I never actually did anything because I guess I'm just too much of a coward and it's kind of sad it's this little sad beat because he's a friendly old man up until that point and just has this little sad lane at the end about mm-hmm. calling himself a coward never made
1: it to Bermuda
0: yeah and I think it's the, the push that, that Hector perhaps needs on, on top of the encouragement from, from Helen who yeah. gives him a pep talk I,
1: I also like the moment because when he first starts like uh, listening to people's thoughts it's just a lot of like people running into him and calling him names and it's just nasty thoughts and then you get you get the the old guy who has this like big elaborate plan of doing something terrible but um it just it's a reminder that people aren't what their thoughts are you know
0: <laughs> yeah I, as he even says later in the episode like a lot of people Basically, don't even think about what they're doing. And then the person who was thinking the most, and it was sounding like something really bad, had no intention of ever doing it. It was
1: just
0: yeah. this was like a it was an escape. It's kind of like what we talk about when people watch movies or play video games. To you know, mm-hmm. the, it, just because they they murder tons of aliens in a video game doesn't mean they're in any way violent in real life. It's a release. So that's just what this a little imagination trip is. That's all it is.
1: Sure. Yeah. A well, little while. Someone else's shoes for a little while and.
0: Because I'd, I'd forgotten the episode, right? Because uh, seen, I've would seen i seen season two. When we get to season season three, I have never seen any of them, so that'll be fun. But uh, I I didn't remember any of this, really. And outside of like a vague, like, oh, this seems kind of familiar feeling, but other than that, nothing. And everyone he'd run into, I, I think I'm actually wrong thinking this, I think there was a woman on the street, but there's a joke in the, the bank when he's, he's walking around intentionally listening to various people and the security guard's thinking about baseball and... <laughs> And so on and so on. He gets to this woman, which by the way, I did think it was a bit weird how this bank, there was like so many people who were just staring at wads of cash. And I'm like, I know it's a bank, but people don't just it's sit and look, like money. Money too, yeah. and
1: look at their money. It's all like Monopoly money too. Like, that's not real money.
0: <laughs> but they're all... St- well, I-, I wouldn't notice that because I- I'm not as accustomed to American, you know, notes. But Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> it all looks like Monopoly money to me is what I'm saying. But <laughs> but uh, he goes up to this-, this woman, this blonde, who's looking at this wad of cash, and there's just nothing. And I thought it was going to go down the path of, oh, he can't hear women's sluts, it's all been men. And that's not true. There was a woman on the stage. Yeah, street, but I then think.
1: immediately the next yeah. person he hears is the girl yeah. that is and
0: Helen. I, and <laughs> I started I started laughing because I realized the joke was she's just, she's just an airhead. <laughs> she doesn't yeah. think of anything. I was like, okay, that was pretty funny. Yeah,
1: it was pretty funny. I laughed at
0: that too. I mean, I won't call it subtle, but it was a sly joke. It was a sly little joke that they, they threw in there, uh, mm-hmm. which, which I think holds up. It's actually still pretty funny, so uh fair play
1: yeah Uh, i agree that moment was good i like um i I like the character a lot i read in the trivia that he he does look a lot like jim carrey but apparently his like his look uh like his hair and his suit and everything (laughs) is almost like uh like a spitting image of his character in um the mask where he also was a banker So I don't know if it's like intentional or not. I think That was kind of a neat thing, though.
0: So just to make this clear, you're accusing the mask of copying this, not this copying the mask.
1: Yes. <laughs> I just want to make
0: that clear, <laughs> just because it just it sounded really weird when you said it. I'm like, okay. Oh, maybe. Yeah.
1: It takes a while for my thoughts to catch up to my mouth i mean it is the
0: twilight zone maybe rod serling (laughs) saw saw movies from the future maybe that's why there's so many movies that have taken from twilight zone it's not that that's what's happened it's that rod serling watched them all through his time Mm -hmm. machine and put them into twilight zone just like how
1: hg wells was writing that story about the time machine because he also was the one who actually went to the future exactly
0: yep yeah there you go it all makes sense all clicks together all adds up Yeah, no, I I really I I dig the the main character because he he comes mm-hmm. across as someone who is likable enough. He's a bit of a he's a bit of a schmuck in the way that everyone kind of walks over him. But you know, Helen's the one person who's kind of rooting for him and like mm-hmm. like because there's a moment where he's he going to tell her that okay, he's heard this this guy this old man wants to rob the bank and he's trying to tell her this. This is in the way he's like sort of taking her she says come out of this office with me so I can talk to you. And she the first thing she thinks is uh. Oh, uh, This is a bit weird. I don't know what's taking him this long to work up the courage But I'm glad he's done it and he's just like now listen to me. Someone's gonna rub the bag." Yeah,
1: he's a little slow to realize that she is way into him
0: Yes, uh, Well, because I think actually the moment at the end is as far as I don't know if couples or, or Romance elements of Twilight Zone episodes have mostly been that successful it tends to just be an element that's there But not something that's whereas I actually right. thought the ending of this where... where she's
1: like literally the ball and chain
0: Oh, in past episodes, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, at the end of this, uh after he's like, because he, although I did think he was acting like a crazy man, I was like, everyone else in the street must think he's an absolute nut job because he, he kept grabbing people to listen to their thoughts and didn't hear anything. I know. And uh, I'm like, you're just grabbing people.
1: There's, there's a lot of scenes like if you take out the the thought dialogue, like it's just people staring yeah. and like nodding. <laughs>
0: It'd be very uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. I, I think what you would do now is you would still have them talking, but what you would do is you'd lower the volume of them talking and hear the thoughts over the top of it to establish that yeah. it's not that weird. Uh, whereas the timing yeah, in this right. is, is... It's almost like a, the pausing for canned laughter in a, in a sitcom <laughs> that has the laughter, uh, which if you ever watch... Like, there's the scenes of like Big Bang Theory on YouTube where someone's taking out the canned laughter and it is the most awkward... Like, just... This is weird and disturbing.
1: Do you think it's in the script... Pause for laughs.
0: I think it is, yeah. I mean, well, I think Big Bang Theory is one that I could be wrong this. I know how I Met Your Mother was this way, where it had the canned laughter, but it wasn't shot in front of an audience. It was all added in later. Uh, mm. So it must be in the script. It has to be there for them to know a pause after each joke, you know, when the, right. the joke, the laughs is supposed to be. I think for shows that were actually filmed in front of an audience, it's more natural. They, they just they hear the audience and they sort of know to wait a second yeah, for the okay. line we yeah okay but anyway, the, the, the thing i was getting to at the end here is like i actually really thought it was sweet the way that uh after he, he tests all these random strangers which honestly some of them should have punched them and the women should have been yelling for help that some weird man was grabbing <laughs> her but he goes back to helen time. and he, he grabs her <laughs> and says i can't he- i can't hear anything and she's just sort of smiles and says are you sure you can as if like you know what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> like, It was sweet. It was a sweet beat. So, yeah.
1: Uh, that relationship would never work anyway. No? If you can hear the person's thoughts. Oh,
0: sure, yeah. No, of course not. <laughs> it, it, it'd be fine for like maybe the, the, the honeymoon phase for a little bit, but as soon as they have one like mood where they're annoyed at you for something and you hear it, you, just, you wouldn't be able to let it go. it would be like, no, I, I heard what you thought about me. No, no.
1: I've never seen the movie, but apparently this episode's also the inspiration for what women want.
0: That makes sense to me. I've, I have surprisingly seen that movie, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt.
1: Right, Helen right. Hunt,
0: of course, the star of the hit film Trancers.
1: <laughs> and Trancers 2 and Trancers 3. Possibly well, really more, I don't
0: know. 3's th- a cameo, I would say. <laughs> uh, not so much a star. She, she, the she was nice enough to show up for a scene in 3 to sort of explain her absence and that was it. Yep. A- 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 end of I the story. I know well, you know. You wanted to get us talking about transfers. You can get that on patreon.com dot slash TV for one dollar per month, uh, amongst other movies. Uh, yeah, I don't movies. have
1: to
0: do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you you well, there's there's regular Patreon plugging to do at the end. You will still partake in. How dare you? Uh, but no, I uh, I really I, I thought the, the the romance well simple was sweet enough, and mm-hmm. the characters were likable. And the boss was a bit of an asshole, so it, he didn't necessarily feel too bad about him. Kind of leveraging him a little bit.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: When he's like, ah, well, you know, I mean, what's that about Felicia, uh, sir? I mean, I oh, I'll know all about that. I mean, maybe I should be the head of accounting, perhaps. <laughs> just this is just a thought.
1: Uh, one way to get a promotion.
0: Yeah. Well, because he, he's he's getting hired back anyway. We didn't mention this part. One of the things that he hears early on. The first thing that kind of like becomes like a real mm-hmm. plot element is that this guy, a big client at the bank, has taken out a $200,000 loan, which in 1960 money is particularly... I mean, it's big. It's still big today, but, I mean, it's even bigger in 1960. Uh, Definitely. And he's taken it out, and it's like, oh, you're expanding your business? And he's like, yes. But then he hears them in his head, he's like, yes, you could say that. I'm going to put half of it on <laughs> Red 42, or something. He says, it's a horse. He talks about a horse. Uh. I realized I just said a roulette five to one odds. Yeah, but he's talking about gambling, and of course he's getting like obviously you're not supposed to take out loans at the bank to gamble. That's a pretty big no no. But he's a respected client, uh, and his boss gets mad at him for like sort of like suggesting that he's going to do this, and it's a whole thing. But he, he wants to hire him back at the end of the episode because he gets a call from the police saying that he's been caught trying to gamble with uh, you know company money, and so he he actually was right, and the loan never went through. So. There you go. He's he's actually he saved the bank. the bank. Yeah. So, no, I... I it's, it's a funny episode. I think it it manages to hit play with its concept and have a little bit of jokiness with it and do some fun stuff, but then the actual little message and story that it has about him realizing that he could become this old man if he never moves forward in his life and doesn't take a chance or two also works. Uh, so it's one of those ones where all these elements click together and by the end it's a satisfying episode and there's very little to complain about. Or
1: I agree. I, I I have one complaint. Every time I see this actor, I always think that he's Roddy McDowell.
0: And he's yeah, he's not. <laughs>
1: he's not. He looks so much like him.
0: <laughs> uh, I can I can see that. Actually, I can see why you'd say that. It wasn't a Twilight Zone episode in season one. Uh, he was in the uh, Purple right. Testament. But
1: so was Roddy McDowell. Not in that episode, but he was in the 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 the, the people in cages menagerie episode
0: the, the one that was basically a precursor to planet of the apes yes uh, he was yes. in that one
1: uh,
0: <laughs> which
1: also a ronnie McDowell movie
0: <laughs> also a rod serling movie
1: mm. cornelius
0: yeah all that stuff i mean honestly yeah the, the only rule thing if you want to be like a, a, like a cynical jd dassler but it, yes like the, the stuff we mentioned about the okay it's kind of unnatural how long he's staring at people as they're waiting for him to speak while he's listening to their thoughts mm-hmm. like yeah it's a bit it's unnatural but a
1: lot of people run into him yeah in the beginning
0: <laughs> yeah that's guy i mean i guess you could argue that's intentional though, the idea that he's always he's a bit of a pushover
1: maybe he's not also paying attention because he hears thoughts in his head yeah mm-hmm.
0: that makes sense but i think it's also thematically like he's a bit of a pushover so like people are just constantly walking through him yeah. uh it works for the character and like, he also story gets is. back at
1: the bully like the, the bank bully guy um which is, you know, he does a lot. He, he's basically like George McFly. He gets <laughs> the girl, throws water on the bully, gets promotion, <laughs> gets that's a better life. That's what's
0: missing. See, as they walk off in the street after, <laughs> after the final moment where she says, sure, you know what I'm thinking. And he smiles at her. All that's missing there is the...
1: <laughs> as they walk We're off. Going, we don't need roads or banks.
0: <laughs> so that was the episode. Yeah, it's a pretty good episode. Yeah, pay for your thoughts. That's a solid one. Uh, very little to complain about. So, uh, and the performance is also good. Uh, so, uh, good. Uh, so, next time, and next time's a videotape episode, you can tell immediately. <laughs> I mean, god does that, that i
1: noticed
0: yeah when it cut to this this uh, next time on at the end i was like, oh god this looks rough
1: he also said it's gonna be a spooky one
0: yeah so it's gonna be a horror tale it's called 22 uh which not really matters but it's uh written out rather than uh numerical and here's the description of imdb while in the hospital recovering from overwork liz Paul keeps dreaming about going down to the hospital morgue okay i see potential that's spooky yeah uh there's a dude in the image that uh, it doesn't really uh, when it was small i thought he looked a little bit like harvey Keitel, but it's not <laughs> i mean what I, I never thought it was actually him but i thought it looked like him but it, okay. it, it, it doesn't really it's just when i when i made it bigger it was like an ah, nah, it doesn't really
1: It would be a very young Keitel.
0: <laughs> it would be yeah but harvey Keitel still looked like harvey Keitel in like main streets which was 1973 so 13 years earlier like I think he was still old enough to be an adult, like Yeah. He'd
1: probably at that time. just do bad lieutenant again and it would be the exact same. <laughs> He'd the exact same. Yeah. Oh, he's an
0: old man now, but like he, <laughs> he, he he's one of those guys who did look the same for a long time. So that's next time twenty two. So and what was the number twenty two referring to? Uh, I'm gonna go out and let me and say it's probably the number on the like the in the morgue which which uh slot it is. But that's just a guess. Mm-hmm stab in the dark but yeah so that's uh that's next time uh you can let us know what you thought of this episode in the comments below you can like and subscribe liking is very important on youtube it lets youtube know that you recommend us out to other people and it'll, it'll do that it'll put us in the recommended videos it'll put us in the the suggestions and all that stuff so please do and uh, that is the free you can support us you can also support us for some monies tara this is your cue
1: why yes thank you uh you can go to our patreon page patreoncom TV. Why are you laughing? Because you, you sound. Laugh, I laugh and then. It... <laughs> because you got you,
0: you put this voice. I mean, I know I do a voice. I have got a, a voice for the plugs too. But you, you do this voice where you sound. I don't know. You still sound startled after all this time, <laughs> even though you've literally done it probably over a hundred times at this point between Ace and Twilight Zone. Probably. Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, definitely.
0: Well, yes. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh me yeah so anyway <laughs> check out the patreon page patreon.com slash tv and if you donate as little as one dollar per month you will get bonus episodes of the ace our science fiction movie podcast um you could check out the transfer saga which was mentioned earlier and should be mentioned again because <laughs> transfers four is debuting soon if it hasn't already and uh Then, uh, yeah, if you want to up your pledge to $5 (laughs) a month, you will get um, to vote on a a movie that we do every month. And you would get (laughs) stuff early.
0: (laughs) That's the best attempt at the $5 part you've done yet, which is (laughs) really saying something. Uh, Yeah,
1: pretty smooth, I thought.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know I distracted you a little bit with my shirt flapping. Look, I I'm warm, okay. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm I'm warm. I'm just I'm getting the breeze flowing down the down the body here. It's it's hot, damn it. Right? right, I'm a Scotsman and it's like over seventy degrees in your silly numbers. <laughs> I'm <laughs> warm. Seventy degrees. <laughs> nah, it's more smell like eighty something. I think, but look, the point is, the point is, it's warm. I've been feeling it all day. And here we are. So thank you very much once again for watching and listening. Guys on Twitter, of course, at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. Uh but that is us, so thank you. Keep watching TV guys in the twilight zone.